The Nerdgasm Talk Podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. And welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I am your host, the man with the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam. Mr. Andy here. Uh, this is the first like official episode of 2023 because we did our best and worst of 2022. The last time you heard from us. So right now we don't have my uh, co-host, the anime hero, Cycle Zero. But I did bring my wrestling crew with me over to this podcast. And that is not Dion Sanders of Primetime. What's up, what's up? It's me, the PR. I am me. And the greatest catch lady sketch. Welcome back to Nerdgasm, so I'm glad you guys can join us with me. Uh, a lot of things we got going on that we're going to talk about to, uh, talk about today. C- kind of a, well, I, I wouldn't say hefty show, but hefty topics. Because uh, the Michael movie got a director, which, you know, confirmed that more. Alec Ball may be going to jail. Uh, you know, Power Rangers 30th anniversary, Billy and Zach's coming back. And, uh, you know, I want to give my thoughts on Velma. I, I just I said let me watch the so it seems like they released like two two more shows it was like four episodes I watched them and I had my opinion I can okay. now make a full opinion on this on these four episodes. Okay, so you watched yeah. enough because I, yeah. I kind of checked out. Yeah, so, you know, so I'll get my, my my opinions about that and stuff like that. All right, so obviously I'm not gonna waste no no time here on the podcast and everything like that. We just gonna get the topic that me, me, you, and Prime can all sit there and have an opinion on, because uh, me and Prime was hyped because the Michael Jackson estate was about to drop some big news. Mm-hmm. The first news I heard that was a rumor that me and Prime was really about to be upset about. Like we thought they had a casting thing already, okay. and and the, and the rumor was they had picked the, the boy that played Little Ricky in the new edition movie. I said, no. Remember, Elijah Kelly was older, Ricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was, you know, the uh, younger one. I was just like, he looks something like Michael. Stranger Things? Or was he somebody else? Is it the one from Stranger Things Primetime? Yeah, he's uh, the black dude in Stranger Things. Okay, yeah, that, that's a complete miscast. But sure. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I said no, but that wasn't it. The news was that. They finally got a director, and the director comes, uh, Antoine Fuqua, or if I pronounce the name wrong, please tell me. Fuqua is now going to be the one that's going to direct the Michael Jackson biopic called Michael. That's okay. all it's going to be called. Now, you still know, need a different name to me, but okay. Oh, I mean, I can't say. I mean, well, you know, it's played for days. We could probably call the. The uh, King of Pop, did the biopic, so I did. I, me personally, I, I couldn't see it being called the King of Pop, it's yeah, sanctioned by his estate because he didn't seem to be all too fond of, yeah, the King, the King of Pop, the King of Pop title. I would like the King of Pop, I was like, uh, no, I would say it's, it's, well, just, it's so like, popular. Michael just, well, I'm just saying it's, it's nothing wrong with a name because you know, most big, big biopics, I mean, other than like, okay, the one for Queen, but was you know, Bohemian, you know, how many Michaels there are. Huh? You know how many iconic Michaels there are, though? Yeah. Yeah, you but know how many Mike Tyson TV show name is Mike. 
It, it's called okay, because they call him Mike Tyson. They call him Michael Tyson. They call him Mike Tyson. But I'm saying it's Mike. But I'm saying like you just it's just not original. To, like it, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It's just or maybe they, 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 they want to call it MJ. But I mean, you got. I, I mean, but I think people could make the distinction. They were talking different between Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Uh, okay, call it Moonwalk. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just feel like there are things that are connected, like that are distinctive about a person, um, that you could use as the title of the film you know um bohemian rhapsody popular queen song i want to yeah. dance with somebody popular whitney song i don't know i just <laughs> they call it billy jean <laughs> you don't gotta call it billy jean <laughs> call it thriller call it thriller yeah i like that idea moonwalk but either that so we, we got the director we already so... got a moonwalker so i guess it was like no we can't do that but... uh, he, got, he got enough songs to make a to yeah. Smooth criminals, like he got enough songs to make a, a movie. That's not a. I think that would be a swing and a miss for him. Well, so he got it. Well, he got enough. Well, I'm on TheVulture.com, and it was sitting here saying that um, uh, fans of uh, staying down at the edges of uh, complicated historical figures should be thrilled. Get it? I was like. Why did you try to write that joke? Because the producer of Bohemian Rhapsody and the writer of The Aviator have turned their eyes to Michael Jackson. Then I was reporting that the Emancipation director, Antoine Foucault, is go, go, go to direct a biopic about the pop superstar dash alleged criminal. Which I was just like, uh, I'm not even liking the way this thing is even going in the. It's obviously really slant. Yeah, <laughs> real quick. Uh, did y'all see Elvis? I did see Elvis. I swear. Uh, uh, let me not say I swear, but uh, uh, if they do this movie Elvis style, and that the guy that was playing Elvis is Jermaine Jackson in this case, I'm I'm not watching this. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you, are you talking Austin Butler? No, the guy that played Tom Hanks, like the guy that Tom Hanks was in in Elvis for his movie, yeah. Jermaine Jackson, the same guy. Well, no, they're not going to have a a Jermaine Jackson stock. I don't think they're going to do the movie like that. I don't, but I'm saying like I we think don't. What we, he's saying is if they they run it like a Judas and the Black Messiah type of thing. Uh-huh. This movie is clearly supposed to be about Fred Hampton. Yeah, yeah. But, but I rem- I remember when Mike was 12 years old. I, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not Come on. So okay, well, we do know that Antoine Foucault has a a, a good resume. Of movies. I'm still wondering how we got to this conclusion, though. Me personally, I I, I truly think that they wanted a per, a director of color. There are tons yeah. of those. I I that he wasn't my pick. I understand. I'm, saying, I'm just saying that's why I wonder. I mean, I wonder in general how we get to directors for films. Uh-huh. I don't really I don't know much about the film industry. Yeah. Like, well, I think they picked him because for one, he's very cheap. Because he don't really do movies, he do music videos. Well, can't say that because he just got that uh, Academy. Like he, they fishing for Oscars when it came to Emancipation, which I heard was was pretty which good. Which is kind of funny because that's his that's his well, that's his first movie though, right? No, no. he did Antoine Fisher training <laughs> day. All the Equalizers, like he he has. Did he actual... produce them or did he? No, he, he directed, directed them. them. I mean, direct. Okay, okay. He's not yeah. known I'm thinking about, for. I'm thinking about Ray. I'm, I'm thinking about Ray. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's not known for videos first. The first time I ever heard Antoine Fuqua's name was Antoine Fisher. Yeah, hey, we get 
we're getting a Michael Jackson fight scene though. Like, I don't know. That's that's kind of why I was just like, I don't know how they arrived at this particular choice. I'm not saying he's a bad director. I mean, let's see, he did bait. Oh, I know he did bait. Also, he did the replacement bait, killers. Like back in the day, bait. Yes. Wow. He did. He he did training day tears and son King Arthur. He must just know somebody that's in Michael's estate, and it was like, yeah, buddy, you can come on. Shooter. He does. He did Olympus Has Fallen, which in my personal thing, that's the best one out of all, all the Fallen movies. Mm-hmm. Olympus Inca's London Has Fallen is the worst, but he did that one, The Equalizer, The Magnificent Seven, South Paul. Uh, Loki, huh? Somebody who I want, I'm saying Loki, somebody who I wouldn't mind doing it, who I think could do a good job. Questlove. Yes. Yes. I, that you know what that, that that was actually a good uh, that was a good pick. Questlove is um. Has yeah. 86 jobs right now, though. So I don't know if he would have well, signed on for a project of this magnitude. Antoine, uh, he claimed that he, he was very honored and happy to do this project. And he, I mean, every time he says, you know, that if I say it wrong, which I probably am, but he was happy to take this job. And then he uh, admires Michael Jackson, knows what Michael Jackson has done for music and black music, of course. He, this is stuff they say in this article. Now I'm gonna ask you guys because with there being a Michael movie, they they are claiming from the reports that I am reading that th- this plans on being a we going through the range of Michael's life here. Okay. As the sources say the yeah. film will highlight Jackson's musical accomplishments starting with his early days in the Jackson Five all the way to his ascension to as 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 a pop star juggernaut. Lions game. Lionsgate confirmed that the film will address all aspects of Jackson's life, including allegations of child sexual abuse. The film has been in development since 2019, but production will begin later this year at the Focal wraps up with The Equalizer 3. Mm. Bro, we don't care about your crappy movie with Denzel. Get to Michael, huh? Us. So, I'm going to say this. I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and say the man who's directing Michael to say we we will care about your crappy movie because he makes another crappy movie. We ain't gonna be happy. This is the thing. Okay, yeah. so what I was trying to get to a little bit ago was yeah. I don't know how people get movies because I imagine that kind of like how actors can get typecast. Yeah. I feel like directors do things along the same line. Some people have great range, but some people do the same movies. Yeah. You know, Michael Bay. That's um, not like a shot at him, but that's his thats his thing. That's yeah. his jam. I don't know. I just, in the list of things you just named, doing a musical, like, biopic just doesn't seem like the next in line, I would think, from, like, the Anton Foucault. But that's the... That's, that's neither here nor there because you know if he's a decent director he can do that the thing that I the issue I have with biopics period it seems to work better if you do a time period unless you're going to have a three hour movie um, and you know things that get left on the cutting room floor or an extended version trying to tell the story the full story of somebody's life from the time basically they was born until either up until the current time or they died I don't know if it ever really works out right I, I, 
I, I agree. I think the last one to do good was NWA, probably. Uh, the reason I say I, I agree and disagree is because it depends on the person's life. Because you, you got you, you you got aspects of people's lives, famous people's lives, that it's just honestly like there's a part in their life that's just like, all right, you can document it, but it's kind of boring or it's kind of like this ain't gonna sell. Like we can really kind of bypass this part. And focus on really the main thing. Like say they went like like he just said NWA. They had the whole movie about the whole life. And then and I felt so that was a really good two and a half hour, two hour forty minute movie that summed it all up in one one big thing. Cause you it is I know there's always gonna be something in a biopic that somebody's gonna get mad that they didn't put in there. Yeah. Okay. And but then you had to sit there and think about it, okay, like you know, what does this uh, other than help educate and help do these kind of because the first thing you hear a lot of people are going to hear about you hear Michael Jackson documentaries they they they, like they said are they going to address these child allegations? Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I mean I feel like they would. It's no, there's no reason that you. It's a big part of his uh, life, unfortunately, um, but it's no reason why you can't address that. I'm just saying. For somebody who had so much going on, like a lot of people, if you think about it, aren't child stars that successfully spin off into have not even just an, an adult career, a an iconic career yeah. at that. You're talking about somebody who has been in the industry since he was like five years old up until he literally passed away I, that's a very large span of time and a lot of things that happen you, I mean because if you want to really get into his life you really do have to show the build up of how they you know them as Jackson 5 you probably should show um, the, the group effectively dissolving and then him having you know off the wall which we all love now but in light of his other albums probably would seem like not as successful and then you gotta talk about how huge Thriller was and all the shit that happened behind the scenes with that because how do you have an album that huge and not have an actual official tour up until even if you just do from the time of Jackson 5 up until uh, Dangerous and then the allegations (coughs) that's Uh a large span of time it it is a large span you can tell a story from just that and then, but you still got to talk about the last fifteen years after that. I think. Oh, uh, probably you. You want to add anything to that before I get into my thought? Uh, you can go first. Okay, so here's my thing. I think. I know it's not going to happen. This is just my theory. It'll be like we're going to start 1978. Mm. Because, I think. What you want to do? Because see, me, me personally, I figured Spike Lee will always do this movie. I honestly thought so as well. I always thought that either now him bringing a quest was a really good, you know, point. And I, and I said like, so there's a lot of black film directors out there, but I don't want like no, I don't want no Tim story touching this. Okay, no, you know, wait, I don't want say that. Okay, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, I, if John Singleton was around, I would have loved for him to have done this. You know, I'm saying like, uh, but I, but the way that Spike Lee knows Michael Jackson, like yeah. even with, with with that book you just got me. And how he has a whole chapter, like how like to dedicate it. He 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 says these are the short films I directed because of how Michael Jackson taught me how to look at music videos. Like he he played a big part in his life. 
So I figured that that and after he already did two great and I I, I don't even get on Thriller Forty, two great documentaries that was very insightful about the workings of the albums. I felt as though I'm like if they want to do a Michael movie, Spike Lee has known before that somebody that has a huge uh, life like this will be able to, to uh, tell tell a good story, but also tell pain. Like the reason why I say Spike Lee because we all see Michael Max. Yeah. But from the outside looking in, Michael Max is not going to be a person that people are going to naturally gra- gravitate to. But you have to explain why this man is the way he is and what change came from afterwards. That's like, everybody just knows, like, when we were just watching The Godfather Hall, and he was like, oh, that, that must be Radical Malcolm. But you know him as different sections. Yeah. That's sometimes, as all people know him as. Mm-hmm. There is no telling of the story. And unfortunately, we're, we all in this podcast are Michael Jackson fans, but there are... A, huge amount of people out there that as soon as you say Michael Jackson's name, he's a child molester. Yeah. And the thing is, and the only thing the only people really want to see in the movie, to be honest with you, uh, unfortunately, it's like, you know, but people hate watch. They just want to see, like, I want to see him in the big touch of kids, right? Absolutely, and that's weird. That it, that I'm saying that is, but I'm saying but that's not, people are weird like that. But to the point is, but you have to understand the man's life, and I'm not sitting here excuse because first of all, like I said, the man had no, the man has already been found not guilty, and like I said, and then when it comes, to, uh, we we're not even gonna compare this to R. Kelly. Is, listen, yeah. you know how folks get. Yeah. I'm not. <sighs> Some people will run with it to the end of time. Into the end of time, and like and like I said, but when it comes to the way he looks, the way his skin changed, the way he acts, the way he carries himself, all. All that stuff is, you're not just born like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, there's layers to it. Yeah. Um, And there's also layers to the way that people will perceive him and how much grace they're willing to grant him because of those other things. Yeah. Um, You know, if Michael was still brown-skinned Michael, people might have still been riding, might have been riding for, like, they'd be riding for R. Kelly. Yeah. If we're being completely honest here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a real factor in the way that people perceive him, whether they like to think so or not. Subconsciously, you you may judge him because of that, yeah. um, because you don't necessarily have somebody in your life, you know, your everyday life that would have vitiligo, and it also, if they did have the resources to be fully covered in caked on makeup, mm-hmm. um to be like okay so I'm going to try and control what the change is going to be Yeah. Um, I don't know I just I'm curious to see how it turns out I've been um, I don't want to say I guess disappointed would be the word but we haven't gotten a, a good Michael Jackson one but it feels like whenever somebody tries to do a biopic of like recent era stars it just don't go well nwa is the first one i think that was um that was any good but i i lately i think when it comes to these biopics okay for you empire think about all the good biopics that we like right Mm -hmm. new Mm -hmm. edition new edition 
Temptations, uh, the Jackson American Dream. I like it. All of the bi- or mini series. No, no, no. Wait, this is what I'm saying now. Uh, I said about I said about mini series. I'm talking about, but but still, we we still say Temptations movie, okay? And uh, with all the stuff like that. And then when we go to um, uh, Straight Outta Compton, or we we get movies like that. One thing that those things have in common, especially like the new edition story, is the flaw. A lot of times with these biopics, is they uplift the person with rose-colored glasses so much that they keep forgetting they're a human being. Because sometimes their flaws help explain who they are. It's not a bad thing to acknowledge a flaw of somebody. I yeah. I agree with that. I'm just saying, that's but a, that's not the only thing, though. I. It really depends on how the movie's written, directed, produced, the people you pick to play them. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about, even though we say Notorious was okay, it wasn't like, you know, the best biopic we've ever seen. Falcon? What happened? He said Falcon. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, come on. It is a glaring, I don't even, I want to say, I don't want to say oversight because that's not what it was. It's ridiculous. That you would write this movie. We trying to tell the life of this. One, we don't even have that big of a span of time to be telling the life of Biggie. He was he was in his mid twenties when he died. Uh-huh. So you really should have. There was nothing really to fuck up with this. All you had to do was tell the actual story. And y'all went out and cast the Clarence as Tupac. Yeah. I, what are y'all doing? What do y'all be doing? I felt the so they, 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 they put a little more of their effort in the Biggie side opposed to the Tupac side. No, but even still, it's just, yeah. it, it feels, sometimes it feels like, sometimes these movies feel like a caricature. Yeah. And it's like, you, sh- this is somebody's real life. Um, and, you know, yes, we want people to kind of look like them and, you know, have their mannerisms and things, but you need to, I just feel like, biopics it's either really good or it really sucks I can't really say there's many middle of the road ones and it's kind of like you gotta knock it out the park with somebody yeah. as big as um, Michael Jackson look how many times we've tried to do a Tupac type movie um, we tried the, we tried Biggie once which wasn't you know wasn't horrible but it wasn't great either um, and then it's just I don't know I'll wait to see a trailer or something like that I think it is unfortunate that we couldn't get somebody who um, seemed to have more of a connection to Michael Jackson because there are tons just of people knew him, yeah. around that stood, that knew this man like that work in this industry and could have contributed you know I'm presuming that with both Spike and like Aquesla they both are doing a bunch of different projects and things probably didn't have the time um, Maybe or I don't know if they would turn down back in the first place. But it's you can't just up and change what you already are. It's already in production. Yeah. Money you already throwing into things, um, so you can change course and go do this kind of deal. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I guess. For your, you know, we do it. Got, got like your your thoughts because Antoine Fuquas going to direct this. And, do you have any high hopes of how they're going to portray it? Or are they just going to be like trash? You just told me you didn't like the I Want to Dance with Somebody movie. 
I didn't like it because of how jumbled around it was. It wasn't like one complete story. So like, mm-hmm. if they could find a story and stay to it, then it might be okay. But like the witness story was just all over the place and it was just so just distorted. And you could tell that the family was a part of it. You can obviously tell. Mm. So with this, hopefully they just give us a story. I don't like starting from the beginning because it's so much to get to. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not this person to say do it like this, but Bohemian Rhapsody, the amount of people like it or hate it, had a good formula to it. It did. And uh, it ended with a big performance of Live Aid. They had more performances after that, but like, it's like, how can you get better than Live Aid? I mean, like, for Mike, Mike has a person, a perfect ending performance at the 30th anniversary. I mean, other than that, obviously he did more shows and stuff. But it's like, where, where would you end it? Like, well, I was, that's the biggest I, I, place. That's, that's, the unfortunate pro- the unfortunate part is you won't be able to end it with music. If you if you go to talk no, about no, the no, allegations, no. I'm talking about performance wise, that's the last performance, but no, it won't end with music though. No. You could technically end it with music. You could technically end it with this is it. I don't know if this is what you want to end it with. But <laughs> or in person. That was <laughs> But that showing was, up to the Staples Center. I don't know, that was like the end there. Like that's yeah. what was going on. When, because you know you can't stop at the 30th anniversary because the trial and no I'm talking as far as music is concerned like that would be like the last performance in the rest of it 20 whatever minutes it's just like you know or so, maybe even the last whatever it is you know it's just gonna be like the struggles or whatever then the, and everything him coming back and all that kind of stuff it's gonna be that but it's, it's, it's gonna be hard like I said I don't think the whole, ja- I think when we hear the Jackson Five stuff, I really don't think they had to re- really retell the whole story because people, we we do it to death, we do a, a lot. And I'm just saying, and, and you can you can go from '78 and do flashbacks. You you can you can do that. It's like okay, it's 1978, and that's like when the the years like like we still got the Jacksons. Jermaine mm-hmm. is gone. Mm-hmm. I meet Quincy Jones, don't produce, and we can, we get off the wall off track. And then, but also 1978 is when a lot of personal problems started happening yeah you know maybe when you know when first sight of villain Lago, he breaks his nose and go gets nose surgery because he fell off the stage and that happened in 78 or 79 and when you when you have these different things that like this is what starts these pro- these this transition going on down if you illustrate that and then with flat like I, i'm not saying this, you can have a scene of him looking on his hand he's like what the hell is this and it could be you know, like him trying to try to cover it up, which goes into a flashback of his dad telling him how you need to look on stage or how you need to look in front of your fans and things like that. Cause it's like, okay, there's trauma there. Well, look, yeah. when we get to the opening credits, if it say executive producer Jermaine Jackson, did I know what I meant for? Oh yeah, we fucked up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, cut this I off. know what I meant for. Yeah, like. Some you know somebody did petition and it's like you know she did a good job might as well just have Angela Bassett play his mama again might as well like, <laughs> she can be elder you know what's unfortunate she can't even really be elderly Catherine because she don't look that much different for real it, it, she don't that's I mean she can just play that same that part, same era but not she, for her she can just play that same era she don't even got to play eighty year old Catherine she can just I, I seen it I seen it I don't know you I don't know I mean, it's, 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 it's about it, it, I think it all it all goes by who plays Michael, yeah. how the story's written, mm-hmm. what is he going to tackle. How many Michaels you think they're gonna have? 
I want to say no. I want to say two. Depends yeah. on when you start. Okay, if you're talking about starting in '78, you technically could be, get one person who is mm, not as dark as maybe he was, and then you just slowly lighten him. Maybe. I mean, with the money that we have today, I, we don't have it, but the money that Hollywood has today, you can have. Uh, Light and makeup and prosthetics on the same actor. Yeah, okay. Because as much as Michael Jackson fucked his face up, I'm just saying you don't get two actors. You don't get no white guy to play Michael Jackson. Like, don't cross that don't line. That. You know, you know not a white guy, but I'm saying like no, even no. like because you know Mike has a play out now, and some people are saying the guy that's playing him that plays him in the play, yeah, is I, not going to be on Broadway. I, I, I heard he's really good. I heard he's really good. But um, they say he's not going to be on Broadway. Like they say he's leaving Broadway soon. So I'm like, maybe he's leaving Broadway because he's doing a movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, that would be cool. It's a, it's a possibility. If if he's really that good, it's a possibility. But also, if you're good enough, they'll hire you for multiple things to hire the same, play the same person. Yeah. By, by the way, side note, you know the guy. Okay, the guy that plays Paul Williams in the Temptations movie. Yeah. His son plays MJ, and the oh. in the, the music. Really. Yes. Did okay. I didn't know that either. I, 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 I don't know which MJ he plays, but I know he plays in MJ. So that, that is something that I definitely I would definitely want to look up. But I think you just you, you get one actor who is like I think you're gonna get two. Because uh, see, I, I I really think y'all just so stuck on the look because like y'all you can replicate the look. It's not hard. I've seen, unfortunately, I have seen a lot of uh, people on social media or TikTok and stuff that. Put this be in the mirror and do makeup, and be like, "This is Mike that's from 2005." And I'm just like, "Damn, that looks a lot like him after the makeup and stuff like that." But I don't want a white guy playing him. You don't need that's that. True, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you confuse the things when you get two actors. You're not really confusing things because even in uh, American Dream, from uh, you know, you have you have three different Michaels. And not just because, you know, the skin tone changes, because you get older just by just by sheer age. There's no way Michael in 78 is going to look the same, especially with all of that work that was happening yeah. as he did in 2009. That's just not going to be... Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I was just thinking about the nose. I was like, they, they got to find a way to get the string that string that nose down. So. Because it's one thing, because you can contour for your life and put on, you can put on prosthetics to make a bigger nose. I'm not so sure how you would contour and do prosthetics to make a smaller nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a possibility, but I said, but with all the money, all the CGI, all the resources that they have in Hollywood, it is. It, it, <laughs> Bruh, so they use CGI on this movie for his nose, then that's already in there. I was going to say, you such a, so you walked into that one. I because mean, but if you CGI that man's nose, it's gonna be a thing. As a Michael fan, and as a biopic fan or anything like that, I already think this movie's DOA. I kind of do too. And I'm I'm kind of tapped out on biopics. Well, I'm, I'm not tapped out. I'm, I'm, I'm not tapped up on biopics. I just think they need to do it on the right people though. Everybody don't need one. Like, okay, I think Mike needs one. Certain people need one, but like some people that they that they don't like I'm gonna be honest with you I, I like phone and I like his music I don't think George Clinton needs a biopic oh no George Clinton's uh, story is 
when they did his unsung, I was like, oh man, this is not as. Uh, thrilling as I thought it would be. No pun yeah, intended. We'll be yeah. getting one, so you know it's like. Oh, I okay, didn't know he was getting one. Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, Eddie Murphy. I forgot. Yeah. I think that it only works for certain people if you do a certain period of time. It just you can't do a let's span everything you've ever done kind of kind of deal on everybody. Michael Jackson, he, he Michael, did a miniseries. But I say Michael Jackson has enough life material yeah. that we can get a good biopic. But there are certain people. I think if we had focus on, um, like I don't know how the Whitney movie works, um, but if they were, well, oh my to- god, there's this one scene she's talking to Clyde Davis and she was like, okay. "Hey, I think I want to do movies." And then literally the next scene is the bodyguard script being being thrown on her desk. And then the next scene she was like, "So yeah, I did Cinderella and uh, waiting to exhale." Now I'm ready to do another movie now. And it's like, well, this is one scene to the next scene. She done already did three movies. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how many years passed by. How many years from wait to exhale to uh, the bodyguard? I bodyguard just, was ninety two. Wait, exhale was ninety five. That's like that's a yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. it's all these this, this, this gap for no reason, and we don't get no explanation <laughs> of why. So, it's just so I feel like in that case. For Whitney, it probably all should have started. We should have. We don't discuss the, you know, where she's sitting on the cover, the orange cover, looking all regal. Yeah. You start with uh, the album, that's the namesake of the movie, and that era, and then you go until about the mid '90s when shit starts getting rough, and then he give us a bit at the end, like. Need, I think need y'all, to go get, I disagree with you about the biopics being a bad, bad thing because I've seen them. And, and to be fair, you don't give a lot of biopics a chance. Like, you was not going to watch Elvis. No, yeah, I, I was, but this is the thing. Everybody's not going to watch every biopic. Yeah. Well, it depends on the person, too. I wasn't going to watch Elvis either because I don't know anything. I don't know nothing about Elvis. You, It has yeah. to be somebody that you're interested in. I don't really yeah. go and just, um, like, there's a, I'm pretty sure it's like a Loretta Lynn, coal miner's daughter biopic. I know who she is, but I'm not a, a huge enough fan to go and be like, oh, I'm going to go and watch her biopic. It's somebody that you would be interested in. I just pulled her yeah, out of like, the hat. But Now, uh, yeah, because like, okay, L- in Vogue, right? I love in Vogue. If they get a biopic, I'm going to be happy with it. If Lifetime doing it, I'm going to be sad. Because like, like I'm, I'm not watching too many Lifetime biopics. Like, the, 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 the last... Like, what Lifetime is the... Lifetime, for some reason, is the one that gets the the most... Lifetime has Salt and Pepper, Aaliyah, uh, Missy Elliott. Uh, then they do uh, what's the mm, the last good Lifetime biopic I saw was the Clark Sisters. The Clark Sisters. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That yeah. was that, that was, was a, that was a that was a good biopic. But see, that's the yes. thing: you can't discount Lifetime biopics because they be doing them. Yeah. It's still a movie, and then be like, but they did do a good one. No, we gotta count them all. If they doing them, they doing them. If they not, they not. I just. That's why I said y'all burning me out because there are so many that just seem to miss the mark. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I'm gonna stop watching. I'm gonna give it a chance, but I'm not gonna, you know, watch it. At least the trailer. I, I, I just, I want to tackle the important things, and that's gonna be hard, especially when you have the fan base that Michael Jackson has. That's gonna be the hard part, because no matter how you slice it, no matter what you do, you know what I'm saying. You, you got you got the, the, the strong Michael Jackson fan base that's gonna be like, don't mess up Mike. Then yeah. you got the other half of the fan base that'd be like, you know, he's a creep, he's a pedophile, he's all this that's kind of stuff. No, that's not the fan base. You're right. You have the fans who are going. But you, to you do have you do have some woefully ignorant people. Yes, you have some fans, that, but they're not fans. They're just people. You got fans who will be like, please do his story right. Um, and then you have also have fans who are just like, I don't want to see all of that because they are also being woefully ignorant of what was going on and any allegations. Whatever. There are people who really do think like that. And then you have people who are not fans at all. Uh-huh. Everybody doesn't fall under a fan base. They're just not fans. Yeah. I hope we can pull it out. Like, this thing supposed to be, this thing, like, Lord Willow 2024 is when we're going to be talking about, like, oh, the mic, we about to come out, y'all. Okay, wait a minute. All right. They, they start production in all this this year. Okay. So, once the equalizer's done, which is already about to be done. That's cool, but yeah. y'all better find a, a person first. I mean, they looking now. You know what I'm saying? They, they looking now. And we probably not going to... I, I don't know. Like, I, I got to see it in action. I really got to see it in action. You know, see how it works. But um, I just hopefully they. Hopefully, when they do live performances, they make it look legit. I mean, like, hope they get some of the stage right or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just like I like authenticity when it comes to like a biopic in that nature performing. You, you, you talk about like least with you talk about like like a music one, or just a biopic in general. Music one, yeah, because like for example. Like, not to go back to the Lifetime movies, but like the Lifetime Whitney movie, they did like Bobby Brown did a performance. They said it was Soul Train, but then it was just like at a school theater. You could tell, but like I don't, I don't want stuff like that where you could tell it's like they recorded it at a theater. I mean, I need like not a theater, but like a school gym. What I mean, school this theater. Is giving, like, I'm saying this is giving impact energy right now. Is what yeah, I I need them to make it look like how it looked like. I mean, like when they did live aid, it looked like they did live aid. It looked, it looked like live aid. It did. It yeah, did. It, but you know, along with, it's kind of like I I wanted to be treated like how Ava DuVernay treated Selma. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Whereas they did what? Uh, see, uh, how Ava DuVernay did Selma. You still there? I'm I'm, here. I'm I'm trying to see where you're going with this. Okay, because in Selma, because I. You know, I'm a Martin King guy, so I read all the books and do all the history and stuff like that. And I know everybody doesn't do that, but when I was watching, I was like, "Yo, she told a story, and she highlighted people that was never talked about in any other movie, mm-hmm. or really talked about in, in, the, in the public eye, to bring those, to bring these incidents to light, and address his flaws to bring them to light, and how this affected the movement. Mm-hmm. That's what made me love Summer so much." As as many Shit, y'all could have called Ava DuVernay for real, for real. Could have, but I'm saying, but you know, for all the things that went on in summer, because even though they're talking about that, that, that brief time, and I was just like, when you show little things like Malcolm X visiting Coretta Scott King when King was in jail, 
that mental at that time. Or, you know, say it almost kind of swayed the movement a little bit, depending on which way you're looking at it. Them talking about Reverend C.T. Vivian or James Orange or, you know, a- Andy Young or all these, or Reverend Fred Sullivan, all these people that had never been talked about before. Mm-hmm. Or when, when you know, Coretta found that tape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that ain't me, Corey. It was just like, yo. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny, but. We going to address this because you you cannot not address it. You know what I'm saying? But it was handled well. Yeah. It was handled well to the point where it's just like, wow, man. Like, you got to have strong actors and actresses. To, to do that also. And I'm hoping whatever he does, he just makes sure that he gives, he gives respect to Mike, but he also tells his story without the rose-colored glasses. Y'all gonna call Andrew. You can You know. I still think y'all gave Joe too much credit with Lawrence Hill and Jake, but call him too. I, I think they said Prince was uh was like a part of the production team as well, I think. His son? His son? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, as much as, as wide as that reaction might seem, if you wasn't around for a large chunk of your daddy's life and success, I I don't see, think no I, I don't think it's that I just think he means like as far as doing right by his dad that's what I think he's there for. See, I don't think he's okay, not you know what? in charge of anything. I'll talk about it off here. <laughs> yeah, because I'll talk we'll about be, it We'll be here for a lot longer time, and that's no shade to to that baby. He grown man. It's no shade to that man. Um, but it's like asking Janet to do a Joe Jackson biopic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would. I know. I'm yeah. saying. No, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. Why you said that? But I'm like, no, I wouldn't. I want that. But there, there, there are some things about Prince. I'm just like, yeah, we'll talk about it all over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm talking about that. Going on to some more drama. Uh, so they finally brought, and I don't know why I keep saying finally. Like I was expecting this to happen, because I wasn't. Manslaughter charges are being brought to Alec Baldwin. For and the weapons handler, and the weapons handler for the death of the producer of that of that uh that that western movie that uh, he was doing. I think it was a stunt coordinator, was it? No, the one passed away. Yeah. Or was it? Was it? I, I, you know what? I'm not sure. I have, I had the article pulled up. Okay. But uh, on Thursday, the Santa Fe County New Mexico District Attorney's Office. That was a lie. Announced that it would charge actor Alec Baldwin with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the 2021 killing of okay, I'm help me out with this name. Oh baby. H A L Y N A. Uh, I don't know. It said you said H A L Y N A. Yeah. It sounds like like Helena or okay. Helena. Hutchins. I got the last name. Okay. That first, see, I don't want to put somebody's name. The cinematographer on set of the film. The Russ. cinematographer. I knew it Cinematog- wasn't like a yeah. producer. Okay, yeah. Uh, Baldwin, who was the one who discharged the gun that killed Hutchins during the rehearsal, believed it to be loaded with dummy bullets, is being charged along with head armor and pro assistant uh, Hannah Gutierrez Reed. These charges may come. At- I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> You're not sorry because you you said it. <laughs> you it was, it was spelled name out for you. No, go ahead. Okay, uh, 
These charges may come as a surprise. The search warrant for the investigation arrested Baldwin, who was also a producer on the film, has been told that the gun was safe to shoot. Baldwin maintains his innocence, claiming that he feels grief but not guilt. Mm. What the hell? Now that's a weird statement to make, but um, I'm also what the hell because I'm confused about this as well. I, and, and when it just came, to me, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't think I, I I didn't think the thing was over, but I was like I was shocked when they said he's being charged with manslaughter. So I'm like, why? I'm gonna keep it real with you. When they said yeah. they were still doing it, they were still investigating. Uh huh. I was a bit like, hmm, because it's kind of like remember when Brandon Lee died? Yes. And nobody was charged with that. And I always not wondered, to my knowledge. Uh-huh. No, and I always wondered. If it was because, you know, it was kind of like an open and shut thing. Like, we know what happened. We know where it was a tragic accident kind of thing. I am wondering if in the course of this investigation, something was found that made them say this was negligence and not just a tragic accident. Is it just because of the New Mexico uh, are able to charge rather than, you know, say it is in somewhere else? I didn't want to say the state, I say somewhere else, like another yeah. state or somebody. Like maybe the laws are different. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. It could very well be the way that their um, gun laws are set up. Um, but I don't know what exactly. I'm wondering how they got to this conclusion. Someone obviously died. I can see why. I'm not surprised that he could be charged. I'm a little surprised that they actually did charge him. And the weapons handler. Well, um, I'm not really shocked about the weapons handler. I think because somebody messed up somewhere. Yeah, somebody dropped the ball. Yeah. And I'm like, is this? Are we making an example of of this person or him and this person? Um, or is it something that y'all found that made y'all say, "Oh, somebody knew this was," and y'all was just, you know, maybe it was like we Russian. Because we don't want to keep the production running but so long and something fell through the cracks and now this woman is dead so I don't know I'm, I'm do you think it's like we just gotta blame somebody I mean it's possible but we also we are in a time where I think that um, we're just generally in a time now where people want to see someone held accountable for their actions yeah um, whereas lots of other things just got before stuff would get swept under the rug it would just be like that's a shame um, it could be a case of that um, or it could be a case of somebody knew, somebody knows something that we wouldn't know unless if this goes to trial that we would see like this is what the investigation found why we decided to charge him I was a bit surprised when I saw that though I was like wow, I didn't think they were going to charge them or it could have been the family pressing who knows it, it, we won't know until like more info comes out and it becomes like public record i don't know maybe the investigation stuff is public record now but i don't think it will come out until all of this really starts yeah what was your reaction when you like got the news about that i'll be honest with that just like oh <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a fair assessment. Oh, wow. 
Like, I don't know. I think I think half of the people like interested in it or not interested just want to know what happened. Half people just like I don't. Know. I mean, not to, to be honest with you, not to say that, not to be you know, it's like it's Alec Baldwin. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, okay. They get down to the bottom of it, they can find out what happened. Basically, I'm trying to say like he's not somebody that's like I'm gonna keep checking on this news for. It feels like Michael B. Jordan just trying to kill somebody and that'd be different. You know, somebody I would be in, like, you know, that I would be checking on. But it's not like, I'm not really checking on Alec Baldwin. So I just catch up. I just catch up things when I catch up. I just kind of feel like he's, in this case, the weapons hands is probably going to get it worse. Because that's why, that's why. I would uh, yes, they, it should, it technically is their fault because fault. no, no matter of, look, okay, I'm going to be honest. No matter who pulled the trigger? It's not supposed to be nothing in there. So like, mm-hmm. you know. I wonder if this is a. That's like a kid. That's like you, a kid is playing with like a Nerf gun and they pull it. Like, you know? Or well, I don't want to say a real gun. But you know, like some kids they mm-hmm. be playing around basically and not knowing because this happened to one of my friends. When I was younger. They were playing around not knowing that it was an actual bullet in there and then it was like, oh, we can just pull it, boom, boom, and then actually, you know. It went off, and then it's like, oh, now you have a situation. So, some people just do stuff they don't know that they that they not supposed to be doing. But then when it actually something goes wrong, it's like, oh, dang, now I'm responsible for it. I don't know. I think that the weapons handlers will end up getting the short end of the stick with this because I now that I think think about that okay. after the Brandon Lee thing, I wonder if there was something put in place. <coughs> That would hold someone responsible if something like this happened again. Okay. Because how... I mean, how often do we use weapons in movies? You mean to tell me if we hired you solely, like, for the the responsibility of being, um, like, handling these weapons and making sure everything is working the way it's supposed to, that there's a real bullet in there or there's enough? Because um, I think with the whole thing with... Um, Brandon Lee, it wasn't that it was, was it that it was a real bullet or that it was enough space between the. So I can't a, remember. A quarter, exactly. a quarter of a second. Unsolved mysteries. That's what I'm saying because yeah. I remember watching it on Unsolved Mysteries, but I don't remember them saying it was an actual live bullet. There wasn't a live was bullet a, in there. It was enough force that it actually that it hit him and killed him like it was a live bullet. Yeah. So I can imagine after something like that happens that y'all might put something in place that's like we want to do what we can to make sure this doesn't happen again. Now, if you go and do something and uh, somebody gets killed thirty years later, you go to jail. Like I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. It, it's you know it's just it just do it threw me off because mm-hmm. you know when. This happened to you know the actors. I'm not saying because I like Ali Baldwin or dislike Ali Baldwin. I'm just saying, but it's like it's just a simple accident. It did at first. Yeah, and I I I was hoping and praying that there wasn't no no ill will, you know, when it came to this. I don't think it was yeah. ill will. I do think it might have been negligence though. Yeah, and that's what they that's all go to all the weapons handlers. But I didn't think that like if he's found guilty, he, he go to jail five years. I don't know if they'll. It's, I, but, that's why I said even just to go to even if they don't find him guilty if he w- walks away from this I would say even to be charged yeah I mean I, I can see what thing. you're saying but I'm not concerned okay I'm not going to say I'm not concerned because crazier things have happened I don't know if Alec Baldwin going to go to jail or get probation or if the car is going to get dropped I'm not sure I know that person who was responsible for that weapon probably going to jail though yeah 
I, I can be with you on all, all of that. Uh, like I said, I'll be like Prime. I just, I just, you know, when the highlights come or, or the highlights, or you know, when the news comes, I just keep, you know. Yeah, because I wasn't looking for this. This just popped up. Yeah. Um, one thing I probably also wasn't looking for neither is the new Mindy Killing <laughs> Velma. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't know where we was going next. No, you, you don't have to put it on mute, prior. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No, look, look. We just, we, did we just have a whole conversation? I haven't seen this, so I kind of want to see. I want, I want to just let me know when to come back so I can, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. So you don't want to spoil the kind of thing. Okay. Well, I love well, it. Well, I'm, I'm saying, so, so you, well, before I get into this, you don't want spoilers, in other words, you tell me, right? Yes. Okay. You want right. to wait to do this? No, or... I, I got to talk about it. It's urgent. I, I, I'm because I'm not going to wait a week. I just came out. So, Mindy Kalen came out with, uh, well, HBO Max came out with this new series called Velma, which is a spin off, obviously, the Scooby Doo character of Velma. And they did a lot of changes. Like, Velma is now this, this nice, this Indian girl. And then she's, it's like Daphne and Fred. Are like her enemies, or or Daphne used to be her best friend when they were younger, and then then they not now. She got pretty. Uh, Fred is kind of like a low key racist, and he's really dizzy. And yeah, I mean, he's never the smartest, but it's like you know, he's just like he doesn't know how to be an adult. Then you have like this, uh, or a a teenager, whatever case you want to call it. Then you have like, uh, Norvell, Norvell, who's like. Who's like Black Shaggy, mm-hmm. who has this crush on her, and then they have this cu- coming in this Scooby Doo, but it's not a dog. It's you know because I, I like have a foodie woman. Yes, uh, and I'm just like, okay, let's try this thing out. Now, I watched the first episode. I really didn't know how to feel. This thing right now of what I'm looking at from the audience reviews it's, got it's pretty bad got a one point three. It's bad with the audience reviews. Yes, it got a bit now. I, I'm I'm gonna sit here and tell y'all right now, them changing the races of Scooby Doo characters is not what's bothering me about this show at all. People, I'm sure people will be like, sure it doesn't. Uh, but I, 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 no, honestly, no shit. Okay, look, that's kind of like the last thing on the list here. Yeah, there are lots of other problems. Uh, but like I said, it, it, this is a a TVMA thing. This is like a straight type of uh, Daria Archer, you know, type of show mm-hmm. where we you're going to get blood, you're going to get killings, you're going to get. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to go to Harley Quinn with it. Yeah. Okay. So yes. for those who have not seen the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max, it's an animated show by Harley Quinn, which is a very raunchy, fun take on Harley Quinn and the Joker. I think not just Harley Quinn, just like DC Universe in general. In DC Universe in general. Because you know like she has a relationship with Poison Ivy on there, don't she? Yeah. Yeah, so you know. And I was like, okay, fine. Batman is barely on there. So you look coming in for Batman, he's barely yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, no come on there. Even though when the Joker found out he, who Batman was, it was hilarious. But anyway, um, this right here, this show right here, I was like, when I finally watched like the four, the four episodes on it, I was sitting there. I fell asleep on the fourth. I'll be honest with you, on the fourth episode, uh, I was like, 
is it is trying too hard to be different the wrong way thank you because i was just like how do you say this without it sounding like you just pure oh you hating y'all don't this show screams trying too hard screams it yeah i was just like what what's happening okay it feels like you doing this stuff just for the sake of being a contrarian like ma'am what's happening what's going on it's fine we want to shuffle around how some of the characters might be but it's like like I, i said to you when we was talking about the other day you um you kind of like handicap a show when you take something that has lore from long ago and try and adapt it into something now and then you know just you attach the name to it if this was a different show like um like a completely we didn't name it scooby-doo it wasn't velma or any of the other characters and you decided you was going to take influences from scooby-doo characters and call it something else people might not be as hard on it but I still think they would because it's just not that good. It's not, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, forgive me, it's like everything that that certain people fear of the, I hate to use this word, but everything, what they fear of the woke media or mob as they, they want to call it, is in this show just living out all their fears. It kind of feels like I'm sorry, I didn't uh, cut you off. It kind of feels like you know how there are lots of folks who don't like Lil Nas X. Yeah. But what Lil Nas X is really good at, it's trolling people mm. with everything that they think he's going to be or is supposed to be. He is a top-notch level troll. Okay? Yeah. It feels like it's trying to do that, but it's not really. It's missing the mark, kind of thing. Like it wants to be a. It's, it's trying smart, to be satire yeah it's trying to be hi, hi, highly intelligent and it's not and it's kind of what it feels like yeah and, and when I watch it I'm just like sometimes it's like one thing I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself I'm like you know the whole thing about Scooby Doo was solving the mysteries yeah they, they don't even do that like there's this one ongoing mystery going on right now uh-huh. and I'm sitting there thinking like you know the team dynamic of Scooby Doo, of everything like that, because right now it's all about Velma's the one that solves these mysteries. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. But now, since her, you know, uh, please give it for you, I don't want spoilers. Her mother is missing, and now she blames her. So they try to try to solve a mystery, starts hallucinating. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? And, I, and I, I'm like, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you try to give me a slow build. But right now they're going against Freddy, thinking that he's the one that killed this, the, the, this girl in the school. Her and Daphne are, are beefing. Norwood is is obviously into her, and she just can't see it. Because and, I think isn't she like isn't she either a, a lesbian or bisexual or something like that? Or yeah, because we definitely get into uh, that on episode two or three, where her and Daphne have this thing. And I'm just like, this is, this is sidetracked from... It's like, it's pushed in there, and I'm trying to think why. They're they're putting... It's like they you're introducing characters, right? So, in the first episode, we're getting 
introduced to all the characters except Scooby and parents and I'm like why are we doing all of this why mm-hmm. the show just started six minutes ago why do I know that Daphne got two mamas and about a, um, interracial couple two mamas and your, your dad is depressed and a mess and your mama is missing and you can't seem to do anything you can't function because you got some deep seated trauma about your mama being missing it's a whole lot going on and I'm like bro what's up like, yeah. I was when people people was giving her a hard time about this before it even came out, and I was like, "We ain't see it yet. Give it a give it a, a shot." So I went into it with no expectations mm-hmm. of what it was going to be. I thought it would just be a more adult version because we've seen different versions of Scooby Doo. It would just be a, a more adult version of what was going on with Scooby Doo. Yeah, and it it's not that. Well, just like with like self diversity, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Like, in the Archer style or, you know, something of that sort. Like, something that could be on Adult Swim. Think Scooby-Doo on Adult Swim. That's kind of what I was thinking it might be. But I was yeah. like, don't go in there with that, that thought. It might not be that. It just... I don't know. There's something about it. That's just... I don't... I don't. It's, it's not hidden. It's not connecting. It's like, usually, when you do things, like, you include or you change the race of a character you include new characters and things like that um, it's because you're trying to draw more people in it's a, you ain't drawing nobody in with this it's not it's really not and it's just like ah oh, well then that was interesting I don't if I ever leave a show it's like that was interesting it's not it's not really going well for me to be like I'm gonna watch the rest of the series mm-hmm. I don't know man I, yeah, it, it's too uh, over the top. The, the hallucinations are really getting on my nerves. Uh, you know, <laughs> especially as the show's go, as the show's going on. The, I think it's just trying to show like she obviously has some kind of trauma. And she needs to do, like therapy or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I they get it. That. I'm getting it, but it's, it's getting on my nerves that they, they, they got this whole Daphne Velma love thing going on. Then, then Norwood is into her, and then but he's like, "Well, I saw you with Daphne." And then Fred, I'm like. Did Fred, I'm like look, I was never a big Fred guy, you know, in yeah. Scooby Doo, but I was like Fred was just daring to be like you know the the leader, I guess if you want to put it like that. The leader, Fred couldn't. He can't walk through a door. I'm in this one. Oh no no, no he's not. In the other one, he was like the de facto leader. Guy. Yeah, but I was like, but you know, it. I I I really thought the tone was going to be uh cartoon, like okay. Scooby-Doo never really dealt with, like, if they did birds, it was, like, you know, on the hush kind of, it was, like, breeze by a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was more so about somebody haunting something because they wanted money. Like, it was, like, American Greed. Yes, it was. It you know what I'm saying? That's what it was. Where, I would have got away with it. It wasn't for you. Melly Kid. That's what it was. This is what I was like, okay, we got murders going on. Okay. And I, I need my group, but I need my group of, of people who solve mysteries in different ways for 2023. Yeah. Whether, whether it be, like, you know, the hacker or the techie somebody or was the, cyber stalked and now they're dead or something crazy like that you know what I'm saying or like each one brought their own thing to it and they will go out and try to stop this mission and, and get into some real danger with the comments that's what I thought this was with a, with a with a diverse cast the way this thing is going now I'm just like this don't attract colored people this don't attract gay people this don't attract white folks this don't this, this doesn't attract anybody I think that the 
way that I was able to come to the conclusion of I just don't like it is if I remove the the title Velma and you try and take out it around, which is hard, to disconnect it from this is supposed to be Scooby Doo, would I like this show? And the answer is no. I would not like this show. It would be something like, okay, maybe I'll I'll give it a shot and then like I'm not okay, I'm not watching it again. Like that that's just the way it's panning out right now. And it's not looking good. And the thing is, Mindy Killing had a, has a good show going on Netflix. I never have a never have a ever the good show. Is, but again, like I said to you, now, before, I didn't see her college one. That she has on. I didn't see the college one. one. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see it. But I'm not saying I can't say that I have been like the hugest fan of things that she herself has carried. Yeah, I didn't really care about the Mindy Project. I tried. I tried to watch it, and I was just like, mm. okay. This is another, like, Fox sitcom. So, I was like, I'll give this a shot, I guess. I like Never Have I Ever. Honestly, that was the, one of the only reasons I was willing to give Velma a shot was because I like Never Have I Ever. And I know they're completely different projects, but usually you can count on somebody um, having good quality uh. across different projects. But, whew, man. If you told me the same person made these two shows, I'd be like, "You're a liar." <laughs> You're. A liar. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> this thing, I was just like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like, yo, wrap this shit up, B. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, because and this thing, I'm like, bro, I'm always here for um, having more diversity. Like, it's great to see. Uh, but you can have diversity, but also you can you can you can make it just be. Like in twenty twenty, okay, yeah, in the sixties, of course you have a group of white kids and their dog. Yeah. Right, so I mentioned is that what that's what the fifties and sixties was. And Shaggy was just always high and eating. Exactly, yeah. that's what that is. But now in twenty twenty three, you can have an Indian girl, a black guy, a black girl, a white guy, white. And the you, wild can, you can part have is, all this stuff. Depending on where or you're Asian, at, weed yeah. is legal. Y'all yes. Could have still had Shaggy just be in the pothead, and everybody yeah. been like, okay, he went to the dispensary. But no, we can't do that. Exactly, and play on and actually play on people's fears of things you can you can stop. I think you, you can have potential and still be funny, potential of being a decent show. But what's going on now? It just feels like for satire. It feels though like that they feel though like they're, they're the smartest in the room and they're really not saying anything at all. It's it's giving that meme of the man at the last, on the last step when he's doing the champagne and biting the metal and all yeah. that. I don't know, man. I don't know what's. I don't know where. Now, am is. I going to watch the rest of the series? Sure, I'm finish it out. I've started it. I got. You are I, a trooper. When it comes to talk about, like, I want, I want to finish this thing out. But I'm just like, but right now, I am unfortunately not liking what I'm, uh, what I'm seeing on it. And that really sucks because I, I really do be rooting for projects that are because successful projects by people who were previously not represented or not given shots in Hollywood give way to other projects. Uh So it's just like and unfortunately we all know that it's like you carrying your everybody that you represent on your shoulders if you fuck up in media. Um, So it's just like man I like to see projects led by women um people of color folks who normally you wouldn't see 
now that we've tried to brand it as oh well y'all just trying to throw I just want to be in the show that's that's it like I mean why is that so difficult but I I like to see projects where they're successful like never have I ever because it could lead to somebody else getting their chance yeah this ain't helping nobody it's <laughs> ain't helping nobody body at all and how this thing is still going to be because they, 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 there was rumors that they, they tried to green light for season two. Oh, I why? I don't I, I don't think more. that and this is on um, HBO, Max. HBO Max let me tell you I would I would happily write an angry letter if this gets green lit for season two on HBO Max and y'all just took off and y'all taking off HBO Max originals and tossing them to the side because Discovery coming. You mean to tell me I can't go watch the best season of Westworld no more, but Velma gets a season two? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, he gotta fight. You can uh, come back on now, Brian. If <clears throat> so, what did you say? So you can come back on now. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, so... so. I- that will piss so, me off would you still have interest at least hashtag giving us a chance or are you just like not even going to try I did not hear anything that you said great I said are you going to now try to hashtag no, I didn't hear I didn't hear the, I didn't hear the show well, I didn't hear what you said about the show that's why I said great oh, I, I, I said great yeah so that, that's a good day well, what I'm saying is will you still go try to check this thing oh, out oh yes I will try to, I will try yes okay because I'm, I'm curious to hear your like, opinion go ahead I'm listening I was gonna say I don't have a problem with obviously all the changes because if somebody else want to do something different, I get that. What I can see from the trailers, the only thing I would have a problem with is the writing of how it. It's like it wants to be smart, but like it's I think it's being too smart. Like it wants to like because Harley Quinn, she is kind of smart, but like it's the show is kind of written like kind of like that. But like I think this is too smart. Like it's too. You want to be a rated R show, but then you want to be as PC as possible. But then you want to be different. But then you want to be not different. Like it, it really like it's like you want to toes all the lines, but like you have to tell one line or you know something. But that's just what I see from the trailer, so I have to watch it and see. Yeah, no. It, well, it, let us know what, how you feel. After yeah, you check I, I'm, I'm always curious to see how, like, <laughs> how how you would feel after after this. Cause I, I'm just I'm just you know curious about that. Um. Well, no, go ahead. No, I was going to actually say while y'all were talking, I actually found out that one of my friends was in a commercial with John Cena. So I was like, oh, it's kind of dope. Wasn't that interesting? What's he in a commercial for now? Was it, who are you for, Austin Theory? She, <laughs> no. <laughs> she was, um, I, I, I guess it's the one with the cow, whatever he does with a cow. He do something with a cow? John Cena do everything now. I don't know what he yes. I, mean, I don't even know if it's a milk commercial or something with a drink. I don't know, but he's in a commercial. And they want a hefty commercial, hefty, hefty, hefty. And they're no, and they're, no, and they're dancing in the middle of the street. It's like it's like her street. and like two other people and John Cena just dancing in the middle of the street. That's that sounds interesting. I want to so, know what they advertise because if it ain't I milk, do what too. Is it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I I seen it at the game. It came on during the game, and I seen it. And I was like, I, hmm. I was like, I know that ain't. Oh, I think it is. Like, like Bit Boy from ATL. I was like, oh, I know that, but I think it is. But then, uh, <laughs> it got to me later, a few minutes ago. I said, yeah, that was me. I was like, oh, okay, that's dope. Well, well, me and Prime are about to get into uh, the 
30th anniversary of Power Rangers about to happen. And yeah, then, I don't have much to contribute to this. I mean, I know about them. Yeah. That's the one Power Rangers I might know something about. But yeah. I don't. But no, but they were. Oh, you know how you got Rocky? <laughs> Aisha. Yeah, forehead coming back. I don't mind Aisha. Forehead. I'm telling you, that interaction with him at that Greater Philadelphia Comic Con. <sighs> Make sure the pop send the shot. Come on, man. I'm good, bro. Just like, he made fun of me for like a month. And I was, I was, I was Honestly. I was like, why do I even care about being in the shot with this guy? As, you sh- as he should have. You earned that one. I'm sorry. Let me tell you how in this corner of Power Rangers, he's not the one I'm going to take a picture with. At all. I still miss Jason, damn it. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. over there, still that money. But anyway, Netflix. Because uh, back in 1993, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came up on the scene. I was either in kindergarten or first grade when the first Power Rangers came out. And fell in love with it. First of all, that whole block of the early 90s shows from Batman the Animated Series to X-Men to Animated Series to Spider-Man Animated even that Spider-Man was more mid-90s. And then my name was Power Rangers was a live action. Uh, that just changed the scope of everything. Now, I mean, looking back at it with an adult lens, yes, I know it was silly for a lot of things, but as a kid, bruh, you, you was a type of Power Rangers. And honestly, I'm still... No matter how silly it was, I'm still a huge Power Ranger fan. Yeah. I, I still collect the Megazord stuff like that. And I've still watched the even the later seasons. Uh you know, going in back when they got more realistic or they got more serious and more just better, to be honest, because Mike Morphin is not the best they had. But Netflix is doing a 30th anniversary Netflix special that's reuniting the original Power Ranger stars. All of them. And when, and when I say the original, I'm talking about from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That now, for those who don't know, those, those are two sets of Rangers. The original original, which is the best in my opinion, is, of course, Jason, Zach, Billy, Trini, Kimberly, and Tommy. But then you had the switchover, which was Tommy, Kimberly, Billy, Adam, Rocky, Aisha. All those, all nine of those are the original. Oh, and Catherine. All ten of those are the original Power Rangers, as they would call it, before they dropped the Mighty Morphin and they just started doing Power Ranger this, Power Ranger that, Power Ranger all this stuff like that. So, uh, it's called Power Rangers. once and always the 30th anniversary special on Netflix uh obviously the, the, the one thing that was so cool was that David Yost who plays Billy and Walter Jones who plays Zach is returning to reprise the roles as Zach and Billy on the show mm-hmm. yep. and now they're going to be joined by the the new cast of Rocky Adam and Aisha and it's the first time Walter Jones got to work with any of them because he was casted out and they came in. So this is the first time they got to actually work together. Now, of course, Dan Rios has worked with them all the way into Turbo, right? Or in space? Or or Zeo, right? Uh, He left in Zeo. In Zeo, yeah. 
So, uh, I am actually kind of excited about this 30th anniversary. I, I don't know if, if, if it's just like a, a, a special, I don't know how the special going to be going, but it's going to be on Netflix. It's not going to be like a little Fox Kids thing that you're going to get 20 minutes and then it's going to be commercials like, like Forever Red was and how they just rushed that. This is actually going to be like a, a special uh, talking to, talk about the, the old Power Rangers. Now, me personally, it does suck that I'm not a fan of him. You already know that, so I'm not going to keep getting into that shit, but Jason David Frank as Tommy the Green Ranger uh, or White Ranger or mostly the Green Ranger because he uh, passed away. In That's November. not the reason he's not in it. Say what? That's not the reason he's not in it. I mean, no, I, I know that, but he's not in it because he retired from being a power. That's why he was doing the, the White Dragon stuff. It, it does show footage of the Green Ranger in there. Who's going to be the Green Ranger? We don't know. This is Tommy. I'm pretty sure that's 100% a throwback clip. Oh, so you think that they kind of like, even though he retired, they still recorded him in there? No, I yeah. think the clip that we're seeing with, with the Green Ranger is a clip of a throwback fight. Like, they just doing a throwback. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, so it's not like somebody is being the Green Ranger. No, I, I, I can see. Why do I think it's a throwback, though? Because... Honestly, to be honest, my memory is, is kind of good when it comes to this stuff. The, the, I don't know if you remember this, but the first every time they morphed all together looks just like this area that they're in. Yeah, but you can tell that that was Sentai footage. This is, this is, this is American footage right now. Exactly, but I'm saying they trying to they wanted to get it looked like they wanted to match it as close as possible to that footage. Uh huh. Because the first time that they morphed, I'm talking about all six they morphed together when when they when. Yeah, he just got done beating up Tommy. He's like, all right, I'm good now. That It looks like the same background to where they was at in that. It looks like they're trying to have similar to the same background to that clip. To me. Okay. That's like, that's the first thing I noticed. But do I think is do I think they would like rehab somebody else be JDF? I don't think so. Because that would just like, like if, if anything, he just won't, they just do ADR. He just, his voice, but like, I don't see them being like, yo, Adam, you're going to have these powers or whatever. I don't see that happening. So it's, it's going to have to be a throwback. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, I would like to see, you know, I, I want to see Adam and Zach do some work together also. Me personally, I'm not a fan of Rocky because Red Ranger is my favorite Ranger. Jason is my favorite Ranger. But we know that Austin St. John was caught in that whole uh, money scheme when it came to like the, getting the pandemic money and he found out that, 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 that he was part of that so they this is they this is themselves and then i don't know if he's been arrested or if he's in jail right now for that but uh, i know he's not gonna be back for it he he did do something last year with, with, with the beast morphers right but that was like year that was like 2020 i think i don't maybe 2021 oh yeah he did something with them but it does suck that he's not going to be back because he's my favorite Ranger. Now, I will yeah. tell you, I'm glad. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm glad that the Rangers were able to keep their facial hair in this one because I, Jason came back freshly shaven and he just looks he just looks very weird now. <laughs> I'm just used to him with the beard and the hair. That just looked like, I, I don't know who that guy was. Actually, without the facial hair, it makes him look fatter. Not even that. He just look. He just looks weird. Like that. Just, just like the way he had the hair. You know, people get older. Yeah. 
everybody don't have to be a, a, a teen. I, I'm glad they get to keep their facial hair and just be who they are. I, 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 I do appreciate that. And then also, Amy Joe is not going to be a part of it because, uh, according to her article, she said, I didn't say no. But she said she wanted, according to what Prime was telling me, that she wanted to direct direct this special instead of being in it. I'm just like, hold on, Kim. <laughs> uh, we can't say do that. And it also sucks. Trinity's not going to be there neither because she passed away back in 2001 mm-hmm. uh, in a car accident. So, I don't know. But we do have Aisha. Also, no, Aisha's not gonna. Be, she's not gonna be it. She, she's not gonna be what? She's not gonna be the Yellow Ranger. See, here's, here's my thing. They they are confused. Like, she like Rocky's gonna be a Ranger, but not Adam and Aisha. Yes, correct. Okay. Are they like? I mean, I think because I think Rocky and Aisha. Is in charge of this. Rocky thing, Aisha, or Adam and Aisha. Sorry, Adam and Aisha. Okay. Are in charge of this thing. They have uniforms on, and it looked like SPD, but oh, it's wow. an A, so it says SPA. So I'm thinking Rocky is like the general in charge of the SPA, and Aisha works for the SPA, and then they gotta maybe call on some old friends to help them. Like, but I, I do think Rocky and Aisha are not gonna morph. They might fight. But I don't think they're gonna morph. I think the SPA, whatever that is, is their like their their base or their thing. Okay. So I don't think they are going to have any morphing or nothing at all like that. No, I don't think they do anything like that. Oh man, because I I kind of want to see, you know, Adam and Zach, the two Black Rangers, you know have a tag team or have an interaction stuff like that which I mean of course they're going to be talking to each other obviously but you know remember how in Power Rangers Space when it was Carlos and Adam that both morphed and he was the old Black Ranger he was the Black Ranger from his space that's always dope to me that was yeah, one of my favorite yeah. space episodes yeah the one that was like Adam almost died yes <laughs> That's not they was like, they was like, if you use this morpher, you will die. And he was like, well, hey, I gotta say, Doyle, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, said, well, this is what I gotta do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of stuff I'm interested in now, and it, it looks very promising. I'm about to say the photos look good because they they had an, an entertainment, which I'm mad uh, I did not get a chance to get my entertainment magazine to get these photos. I mean, you can get get them online though, but they look uh, they look dope. Uh, isn't there rumors that they're going to bring like Aisha's, not Aisha's, Trini's daughter or uh, yeah, her daughter, her daughter? I think that would be dope. Yeah, you, you see, it's not a rumor; it's confirmed. Oh, like, first, first, okay, I, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at the picture. Uh, what the hell is this? Power Rangers Cosmic Fury? That's the next. That's the thirtieth season. That's the thirtieth season. Gotcha. Okay. What well, do you got a black? That looks Ranger. promising too. To be honest, that looks dope. Uh huh. I actually, I'm very excited for that season because. Uh, oh, I was very iffy about Dino. Dino was it? Dino Fear. I was very iffy about Dino Fear, and then I watched it, and then the end. It ended like I was like, "Oh, this actually, this actually ended like a good show. Not not a not a good Power Rangers show, but a good show. Good show. Okay. I was like, oh, and then now with Netflix that they got their their ten or thirteen episode deal, they can do more stuff, and they so far I'm I'm impressed. Well, like the what? suits are growing on me, but, but I'm, I'm as of right now, 
we, we, we got the traditional six rangers, but we got, it looks like the red is going to be a, a woman. The red and the green. Yes. The red and, red and green are women and the rest of them are guys. Yeah. yeah. It look, look like, because we had that, that brief moment with Lauren uh, for Power Rangers Samurai was leading yeah. the charge and then Homeboy came back. So I was just like, now, I'm going to be honest with you, though. Uh-huh. The Red Ranger, in my opinion, should have been the green one. In my opinion. I don't think the one that's red should be red. You mean the one, the, the one with the mallet? I'm looking at the picture right now. Yes, I think the, the one with the, the green ranger yeah. in this picture should be the Red Ranger, in my opinion. Oh, when it comes to, to the, the weapons, the Lord actually holds Saba. I'm just talking about when it comes to the personalities of the people and like their... You know, red is leadership. I think that the green one shows more leadership, and she's more of a fan favorite than the other one. That's, well, well, you already know, honest. red is always going to be the leader. I know, but yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. They should have made she was she wasn't red; she was pink. Okay. And they switched her to red. Okay. So I'm saying they should have switched the green one to red. Gotcha. Yeah, but the the actual. <laughs> The, the, right, if you don't know, I'm going to explain to you real quick. Then we can go back to the 30th. The actual Red Ranger in the season is in there, but he's the he look like Champagne or whatever. Okay. And he is, they call him Zenith Ranger. Oh. And in the last, in the last episode, he died. Oh, like died, died. Kyle, yes. Like the Pink Ranger from, 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 from Galaxy. Yes, he okay. died. Yes. So, uh, he's a, I guess he's a Zenith Ranger because Zenith is like a being. Gotcha. Okay, so this is the, so this is actually a carryover from the previous season. Yeah, the previous two seasons. This is the first since Mighty Morphin. This is the first one with three seasons. Yes. Wow. Oh, that's why I was okay. I get okay. So since you have the background on that, I I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Because you, you, you had the background on that. Okay. No, and look, I'm excited for this Power Rangers. Like I said, I, I maybe this helps lead into. I'm glad it's like getting on Netflix. I'm glad it's getting about forty five minutes to an hour, like uninterrupted. Yeah. I'm to be honest though, I, and this is just me. If this goes well, I can see them doing another special. And with just with this cast, like just with this 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 little series. Yeah, I mean, you can honestly, you can honestly look. With, with the Power Rangers comics out and all the stuff they got going on in the comics, you can. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about doing the comics. I'm not. I'm talking about original, original stuff. Like, I know the comics are cool and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about them starting the whole series. I'm just talking about these little forty-five minute specials. Yeah. If this one goes big like they wanted to, I can see them bringing back Zach and Billy, and I can see them being like, "Y'all wanna, y'all wanna." do this again and then they can say yeah then they can do it again because I, I would I don't if, if, if this if this like is in like the top three of Netflix I don't see why they wouldn't want to try to recreate that again exactly I think it will, it will definitely sell to uh, millennials like myself who who remembers Power Rangers growing up like who started from show one with that whole Mighty Morphin phase and stuff like that, even to the people that were born afterwards, I would say that 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 whole show run, bruh. bruh. Now, in my opinion, though, I don't know. I don't know if this series will cross over to the actual thirtieth season of Cosmic Theory. It's a but possibility. If it does, yeah, 
Huh? It's a possibility it can though. It can, but if it does, I would love for Trini's daughter to be the Yellow Ranger on that series. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if it does carry off. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But if it does, that would be dope if she comes in and it's three girls and three guys and you know. Or is it four girls? Well, yeah, three girls, four guys. You know what I'm saying? Like that'd be dope <coughs> if if she was to come over there and be the yellow for that team. If yeah. she's not, then I get it. But like, uh, now, you know, what, what, what is it? do we know what the synopsis of this of the special is? Like, do do we know? No, like, not yet. Okay, and we just know we do know like they have Rita, the voice of Rita coming back, and the voice of Alpha coming back. Okay, no, and, uh, it, it, I mean like. I know that the, the voice of Lord Zed has passed away, but is it going to, do you think, uh, like the Lord Zed says he returned, will, will make an appearance? Uh, if he makes an appearance, then that could be like, that could be them doing something for Cosmic Fury, if he does make an appearance, because he's, okay. he's the big bad in, in the Cosmic Fury. Alright. So maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But I can I mean it's cool having Lord Zed again to be honest with you. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. But they say it's more surprising and they're like I'm like, what more surprising? Are there gonna be Ranger surprises like people? Like is Bulk and Skull gonna be in this? Like is... yeah, imagine how old Bulk and Skull look these days, right? I mean they, 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 they can cut their facial hair, they'll look alright. <laughs> no, no, remember but, let, I, let them keep the facial hair, bro. Let let them keep it. No, no, no. Only reason I say cut the facial cause because uh Bulk the guy Paul, he has like the 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 depressed Triple H facial hair. You know the one in those six where it's like a handlebar, but it's like a beard. Oh my god, not that, yeah. not that, that, so not, not that shit. That's what he has, and then like like for example, Skull, he'll be fine just just the way he is. Like his facial hair matches him. Yeah, but I think the other guy just does it just to troll. Uh, that's what it is. God, he said that the pressure wage. I knew exactly which one you was talking about. That yes, <laughs> that yes. handlebar job, man. The handlebar beard. Yeah. When is the release? The release date for this again? Uh, April nineteenth. Okay. Well, we gotta make sure we here so we can so we can review this job. Yeah. Because this thing looks promising. So. I can't. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the, the, the Rangers get back together. I hope it's a really good 30th anniversary. I hope. I hope this also ignites other Power Rangers things to you know celebrate the 30th anniversary as well. No, 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 no. I oh, think we're good. Okay, you you don't hate it. You don't hate it. So no, no, I'm not hating. I'm just saying like if this goes well, but I think you will only keep it in Mighty Morphin because of nostalgia. But other than that, Netflix they already said we're starting completely over. Fair. So. Fair. Okay, so. Like, if they start completely over, I, I would love them to start completely over now. If they have some Rangers come back and obviously be like different people, that would be dope too. Yeah. But as far as this world as we know it, as as far as we know, when the Cosmic Fairy is over, that's the end of this whole three years. Uh, the whole pop. Gotcha. All right. Well, unless they want to, like I said, do it. Unless they want to do a sequel to the thing, if it's successful. Other than that, I, that that's it. We gotta make sure it's successful. Then, you know what I'm saying? All right, guys. So that is the gonna be the end of the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. Thank you guys for uh, joining uh, me. And like I said, we had hardy topics. Like, a couple times we did, they were pretty hardy, and and it made the show go by for us. So um, 
we appreciate that. Uh, make sure you guys check out all our other podcasts and don't get me to see the wrestling podcast, Turntables with our coach and beyond, Drunk Thoughts Over Times, of course, Never Get to Talk podcast. But it's time for us to sign up out of here. So, uh, I'm the man with the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam, Mr. A and D. Not Deion Sanders for primetime. Yep, yep. And the greatest catch lady sketch. It's been real. And of course, a shout out to my main, uh, the anime hero, Swag on Zero. And. Uh, the man of the reality revolutionary Q Flow for the rookie and Q Flow man wherever you are at please take us out we're bringing nerdgasm to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's in c